Blog Talk Radio. Okay, well, we're having a hard time with the intro this week. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here, blogtalkradio.com, backsportspage.com. And I'm going to try and figure out why we're having such a hard time with the intro. Generally, this is my forte, and Seth is the one that messes this up. Speaking of Seth, we're waiting on Seth because I set this up really, really late. And as you can see, we are fre- – oh, here he is. Hold on. Let me see if I can get the intro at least for Seth because it didn't work for me. Nope. Doesn't look like we got it for anyway. Seth, you on? Okay, we're having major difficulties here at Blog Talk Radio. Hold on one second. We're going to try this one more. Apologize sincerely for this mistake. Let me try logging on from my phone. Anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Seth Kamins over there, who will be on in two seconds. Seth, you on? Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. I can't get this to stop or start at the right time. Seth, are you on? If I had a dollar for every time I heard that one, <laughs> probably had a dollar. I didn't. I didn't say are you up. I said are you on. There's a big difference. Uh, well, after a four-hour nap, I woke up five minutes ago. So, well, you, happy, yes, happy I, Valentine's Day. <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it, because when I think of Valentine's Day, Sean, the first thing I think of is, of course, the Well, yeah. Well, who wouldn't? But that's another story for another time. Meanwhile, and my, my wife, apartment my looks wife like... is looking at me and giving me, giving me looks of like, why not me? I, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> I need to discuss the T.J. Oshie story. So, so Honey, T.J. Oshie was, apartment... was, was the hockey player who had the eight, uh, eight penalty, shot, penalty shots Two days after I asked you out for the first time, where I got sick at our first Valentine's Day. Aww. Here, I think she, I, I think she's more impressed. Not, sorry, I, I think she's less impressed because you, you are comparing it with T.J. Oshie, not just remembering that that was the day. You have to, you have to put it with the T.J. Oshie. Speaking of Valentine's Days or people that will not be getting Valentine's Day cards, the Oakland A's from Kyler Murray. Anthony Kyler Davis. Murray's from the Oakland A's. I think, I think it's the well, I don't think either. I don't think either one of them will be getting Valentine's Day cards from the other. Um, 
certainly don't think that Magic Johnson is going to be getting them from the Pelicans or the Pelicans from Magic Johnson. But I'd like to point Probably. I'd like to talk about that. We we haven't been on the air since the NBA trade deadline. And there were a flurry of trades, a flurry. And it was a really really fun day to be a sports fan. But what came out after the NBA trade deadline were reports that the Pelicans had absolutely no interest in any of the Lakers. That like these, the last time we had talked, we were talking about a six-player deal, an eight-player deal, basically the entire team for Anthony Davis coming from the Pelicans. And from what we have learned through various reports, none of that was true, and the Pelicans leaked it all just to get under the Lakers' skin. And Magic Johnson says that's disingenuous. I, I got to tell you, I think that's the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard Magic say. Or anybody say. Magic Johnson is saying it's, it's disingenuous for them to leak that there were players involved in trade negotiations, yet Magic Johnson's the one that tried to get Anthony Davis in the first place while he was under contract. Yeah. I mean, do you think that New Orleans, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And when I, if you remember, what I kept going back to is, if I'm New Orleans, why do I want any of these guys? Yep, and, and Del Bem, so he's not exactly the Jerry West, the modern day okay. Jerry West. Okay, Seth, you got to talk more. Seth, you got to talk more into the mic. We're not hearing you. You're you're incredibly muffled. Uh, I'm not sure why you can't you can't there hear you go. me. Right there. Okay. No, right now. Go with that. Okay. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> I what I said was when we were when we had the show last Monday, I kind of made the same point. That none of these guys are particularly interesting to me in regards to Anthony Davis. Correct. And Dell Demps, who um, no one's going to mistake for the modern day Jerry West, had the same feeling. Now, it's one thing for Anthony Davis to request a trade. And again, even per se, request a trade, what he said was, I'm not resigning. And by giving New Orleans a year and change to do it, with this as they please, I have no problem with that. Do I wish he stayed? In? Yeah, I'm a traditionalist who likes players who stay with their teams. But I, I get that. But Rich Paul, over uh, the, the agent for, in, in the mainstay of Clutch Sports, it wasn't really hard to connect the dots of him to LeBron James to Anthony Davis. And when he said that when he made the comments about the Lakers. If you're New Orleans, why exactly should you be back to the corner? If I'm New Orleans, would I be playing Anthony Davis right now? Probably not, except for because of the intervention of Adam Silver they are. But what does he bring at this point? Well, let me talk about that for a second. Hold on. Let me talk about that for a second. Do you think that that's also a little hypocritical? So you have a team that's saying, uh, sorry, you have a commissioner that's saying to a team, you must play this guy, right? You must. Yes. I mean, penalty of 100 grand, right? However, you, you have other teams, and I'm not saying they're as big as stars because they're not, but other teams are doing the exact same thing that the Pelicans would like to do, which is sit their guy. They just don't, they're just, 
Carmelo Anthony, right? They're just guys that aren't of that spectrum any, anymore. And I think that that's a double standard. I think you have one team that's doing exactly what the Pelicans would like to be doing, and the other team, being the Pelicans, being told, nope, you can't do that. I'm not sure Adam Silver's on, on firm footing here. I don't disagree. Anthony Davis is being paid. It's not a suspension. They can, in my mind, they can choose to play whatever, play whoever they want. Now, there's this whole other argument about, you know, I forget the word of the game. The you know the you, you play the best, you know, best players. It's the, it's the realness of the game. Yada yada yada. Oh, now look, New Orleans got screwed five years ago by the NBA on a deal they wanted to make, on a trade they wanted to make in regards to Chris Paul. New Orleans doesn't owe the NBA anything. They owe their fans. And they owe, and they owe I guess, the team itself. So to me, the second that Anthony Davis says he doesn't want, he's going to leave, which, again, I have no problem with. He's allowed to do that. He's played there for seven years. They've never built a team around them. That's neither here nor there, but they've never really built a team around them. If he wants to go somewhere else, that's fine. But he can't dictate where he's going. He can dictate in a year and a half where he's going when he's a free agent. Correct. And, and I don't think Adam Silver can dictate whether – well, he obviously can. He's the commissioner. But – the point is, I, I think it's a little, like I said, it's a little two-faced in that they are mandating. What if Anthony Davis plays tomorrow and tears his ACL? Uh, which yeah. is, def, look, I don't, I don't wish that upon anybody, but it certainly could happen. It happens basically every month somebody gets hurt with a, with a major injury that puts him down. But, I mean, uh, Van Fleet, his first name is Freddie. I can't remember yeah. his first name. Not, not Freddie. Van Fleet. Fred, Fred Van Fleet uh, broke his hand the other day. I mean, he's out for three to five weeks. Now, that's not a torn ACL. That's certainly something that you can come back from. But what if he tore the ligament in his hand? And that's Anthony Davis. And now New Orleans is not only not able to trade him now because they're past the trading deadline, but his value certainly goes down next year. Or during the summer. Now, let's push that a little bit further. Jason Tatum wants to go in this trade. I love that. I love the fact that he wants to leave. And not just because I hate the Celtics. But the fact is, he wants to be the face of a franchise. He wants to get out. Now, whether he is granted that wish is a totally different story. And... We talked about that a little bit last time as to he is the best player, Zion Williamson notwithstanding, the best player that is possible in one of these deals. And we will see that further down the road. We'll see. Again, this is also based on the three teams that we know are going to be involved in in, in trade rumors. The Knicks, assuming they get a top two or three pick, the Celtics and the Lakers. You know, think about it. Two, a month before, we didn't see DeMar DeRozan going to Toronto, going to San Antonio in, in, in a Kawhi Leonard deal either. So we're not 100% sure what we're getting. 
out of the three teams that we know are interested, to say the least, Tatum does seem like the most attractive. Uh, so I've, it also I've, says, it, sorry, go ahead. It also says what? It also says a lot to what's going on up in Boston. It does. Now, again, it's not Tatum requesting a trade by any stretch of the imagination. But, the two, but you look at the chemistry, which has been pretty good in Boston through the years. It seems like a dumpster fire out there, which is one of the reasons that we've discussed that for me as a Nets fan, I, I have no interest in Kyrie Irving. Because he's, he's the leader, the quote-unquote leader of this team, and this team is all over the place right now. And then okay, you, look so, the you look at what's going on in LA, I'll just finish with this, and that team has imploded. Yeah. So we have some major, there were some major acquisitions during the trade deadline. Philadelphia picks up Tobias Harris, your, your guy. I mean, he, he's the guy you want as a Nets fan. He's the guy you've wanted for a while. So he, he goes to Philadelphia. Marcus Saul does not go to Charlotte, but rather goes to Toronto. And the Celtics stay firm. They, they are who they are. And Miracic, Nikolaj Miracic, goes uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. The East became a whole lot better in a couple of days. And I love the fact that about 10 years ago, maybe even less, everybody was talking about all the stars were going to the east, to the west, all the stars are going to the west. And many people were saying this is cyclical. And if you look at this, Tobias Harris comes from the west to the east. Marcus Saul goes from the west to the east. Mirachuk goes from the west to the east. These are not Look, Marcus Holt was a top 10 player, maybe borderline top 10. He's not anymore. But these are all top 30 players, maybe 35 players. Miracic would be lower, maybe a 45 to 50. Well, they're all three top 50 players, all going from the west to the east. Who's coming out of the east right now? Because that is going to be – that second round is going to be a dogfight, and I'm going to love every minute of it. It's it, – it, there does seem more than ever that the first four rounds, the first the first round in, in the East seems to be conceded. Now, Indiana, Indiana has had a great year, but without Oladipo, I cannot imagine they can beat any of these teams. The Nets, I'll be honest, when Levert, when Dinwiddie comes back and Levert is back at his normal self, they're going to be downright dangerous. I don't know if they're ready for any of these teams at this point. Um, the Sixers are still their best option. They've beaten them pretty convincingly so far. The Sixers have no depth. But when you're looking at a Philly, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee quadrant in that, in, in, there is no way anybody has any idea who's going to come out of those four. Uh, Milwaukee's been the best team all year. Toronto with Gasol, is, is certainly a threat, although they haven't been – them and Lowry have not been on the same page. It would have been really interesting if that trade from Mike Conley happened. Philly seems rejuvenated with the Butler deal, and Boston is still the uh, – although they've kind of kept to the same, they're still an extraordinarily young and talented team. Nobody has any clue who's coming out of the East for the first time in a while. It should be a lot of fun. 
It should be. I'm really interested in that in that second round. I, like you said, I don't think anybody has, for lack of a better term, the guts in the first round to be able to put up. And you're right. Philadelphia is the um, is the weak link in the fact that they don't have depth. But buyouts can continue for the next 17 days. And it will be interesting to see who gets bought out. And the reason what, what I mean by a buyout is after the trade deadline, you're not allowed to make trades anymore. Obviously, that's what a trade deadline means. For teams that have guys on the last year of their contract and just don't want to pay them or don't want to pay them full amount, they are able to negotiate basically a release. And the first one was Wesley Matthews, who went to Indiana from the Knicks. The second one was Jeremy Lin, who went to Toronto. Third one was Enos Canner, who went yesterday to the Portland Trailblazers. There are a couple of other options. Dwayne Dedman, Dedman from, uh, the, from the Hawks. Atlanta. Jamal Crawford yeah. from the Suns. Jeff Green from the, from the Wizards. Vince Carter could be bought out from, uh, from Memphis. Uh, sorry, from the Hawks. Another one from the Hawks. Markeith Morris was, was bought out from the Wizards. You stole Carmelo Anthony, who was bought out by Chicago. Chandler Parsons is an interesting look, but that would be a two-year buyout. That would be a huge amount of money. And then Wayne Ellington was just bought out and signed with Detroit. So, so far, Philadelphia has not made a dent on the buyout market. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't. Last year, they got Marco Bellinelli. They got one other guy. Oh, uh, Ilosov? Ilosova, the guy from Milwaukee. Euron Ilosova. Ilosova, there you go. Thank you. So, Philadelphia can certainly pick up some depth in the buyout market. There isn't a huge amount out there, but when you're, you're not looking for a starter, you certainly have a lot more options. And that starting five is nuts. That may be the best starting five in the NBA. It may be also after this year the most expensive starting five in the NBA. Tobias Harris is a free agent, and Jimmy Butler is a free agent, and uh, the owner of the 76ers has said, we did not acquire these guys to let them go. I'll tell you, Seth, if, if you're rooting for Tobias Harris to be a net next year, that, that does not sound promising. No, I wasn't per se rooting for Tobias Harris to be a net. I know that's where the nets were going. I, I found that after the fact, that was where the nets were really um, kind of putting their, you know, putting their emphasis. But I'm really pretty content with the team that they have right now. And look, they're going to be in an interesting situation. They're a young, very young, very talented team with with two with at least one max free agent opportunity, potentially two. Um, I would look. Tobias Harris would be a really nice fit. The stretch for you know Ron R H J uh, Jefferson is not you know is not starting is not the four they need to go to the next level, but. I'm really, but he's, I believe, a free agent after this year. Yes. 
I'm kind of curious to see what see where else is what else is out there. Everyone wants to go to the Knicks. You know, you hear about the Knicks. The Knicks is a crappy position. I I, I don't get the appeal. The, the the history is. I mean, let's be honest. They went to a tight. They went to a the championship in '99. The last one they won was '73 before either of us were born. They have the worst ownership in potentially in sports, let alone just basketball. There, other than Dennis Smith, there is no talent there. And yeah, you could, you're not bringing in three free agents, or you know, I think they have room for two maxes at this point. But I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure why the net, why the Knicks, other than being the Knicks, quote unquote, which has brought the Amari Stoudemire as a free agent over the last 20 years, and I guess Tim Hardaway twice. I don't quite get the appeal. You're the Knicks well, fan. You're looking you tell for- me. Well, if you look, you've said this before on the air. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, right? You're you're a god if you can win in New York. And that's not to say that they can, but you would be a god if you could. You might as well write your ticket to the NBA Hall of Fame. Not to say that Durant hasn't already done that. But looking at the looking at the the power forward position for the free agency market that you were just talking about. I'm looking on hoopsite.com, the top 25, I think it is. You have Tobias Harris at, I think it's seven or eight, nine. And then your next power forward, my friend, is Julius Randle. And Julius Randle is definitely not the type of power forward you want. No, he's a, he, he's, he's a more, although a nice player, but he's a more slow down. He's not the stretch forward that they're looking for. Right, so you're looking at either Tobias Harris, Miritich, who just went to the box, which wouldn't be a bad power forward for you. I mean, I don't think that's a bad pull. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty good play. He's he's a little smaller. Uh, sorry, not s- smaller, slower. He's six ten. Uh, he's a floor spacing big man. He can play defense. I believe he's a little older than uh, Tobias Harris. I believe he's in his thirties already. And then if you go past him, the next guy on this list for power forward is Paul Millsap. And again, Paul Millsap is not the type of guy you want. He's more of a Julius Randle, except much older. Or a Thaddeus Young. By the way, Miritich is... That's not really Mirotic the option. He's born ninety one, so he's twenty seven years old, twenty eight years old. So that's that fits in the in the core. If you could get a Miritich for fifteen, twenty million. Uh right now he's earning twelve and a half. But that that's definitely a uh that's definitely a substitute. Because I don't think Tobias Harris is uh if I take uh Josh Harris, the owner of the seventy sixers as at his word Tobias Harris isn't going anywhere. Okay. You're right over there. I am. My wife, as some of you know, uh, I guess probably most of you don't, I have had a physically pretty tough week. So I ended up in emergency surgery on Sunday. So I'm hosting the show from my bed, literally my bed. Um, so Carly... Carly just gave me her, uh, what do you call it? Just got me a 
what do you call it? Like even by Valentine's Day guest. Okay. So, do we, do, is it is this suitable? Is this suitable for the radio? It is a USA beer cap map. Oh, that's kind of cool. That'll go well. In, that will go well. That will go it's well. It's a map or it's a beer cap? I don't know. She's opening it for me right now because she doesn't trust me with shark <laughs> things. So for those of you who don't know, and under, to understand my dedication to the show, um, I had an emergency <laughs> opportunity, as Sean found out, on Sunday. Uh, I left him a text message at 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, in the hospital, going for surgery. Talks not too serious. I don't even think I said going for surgery, just not too serious. So I took a four-hour nap and woke up three minutes before the show. That's so, dedication, ladies and gentlemen. So, by the way, that is why we are late on the show. We, we, we thought about having it Monday, and I was giving Seth a little break. Because after emergency appendectomy surgery, he deserved a little break. So, so tell me about this Valentine's Day gift. I'm, I, since oh, Carly has now opened it for you. I forget to flip it over, Carl. So it's a mat. It's a, it will be a good – okay, that's me. Hold on. I'm going to put you – I'm going to put Carly on the show, on the radio show. Hold on. Okay. Beth loves traveling. Carly, and Carly in, in your Beth Vanna White impersonation, please tell <laughs> us what the, the gift is. All right. So, Beth likes to travel, and every time he likes going to a different location, he likes going to a brewery. Yes. So, what I gave him is for every brewery that he goes, or every beer that he drinks from a state that he visits, he could put that on the map. Wow. Yeah, so it's a beer cap map that shows you all the places he's been and had a beer at those places. That's great. It's it's good for I him. Am, uh, you I would yes, have to get it, you a sticker map. <laughs> or a tequila so, map. Hold on. So so Mr. Caymans, I'm looking up the best breweries in Atlanta. Uh when will I be seeing you there? Sorry, what is the best brewery in Atlanta? There's Creature Comforts, the folks who made your favorite IPA, but you don't like IPA. I love um, IPA. There's, oh, well, there you go. Oh, Jay doesn't like IPAs. Sorry. So Creature Comforts, sure. it's 45 minutes from Atlanta. It's in Athens. So we can go to a Georgia Bulldogs game. I think that'll be my road trip next year. So are, are you going to discuss are, this on the show also tonight? Are you pulling Jake? Or are you not pulling Jake into this one? Too early to tell. Okay. Uh, sure. I'll 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 announce to our to our listeners. Uh, I am moving uh, out of the great city that never sleeps to the city where people are nicer. Uh, I am. I have decided to uproot, and that is why my uh, apartment looks like a bomb scare right now. Uh, I am leaving uh, two weeks from today. No, no, sorry. I will be conducting our show on the road from D.C. on March third, March 4th before the Syracuse-Virginia game. And then I will be continuing on to Atlanta two days later where I will be starting my new career and new home in Atlanta, Georgia. So, the show Wait, you're going to be starting a new same. career in Atlanta, Georgia? 
that's what I hope to be. I hope to have a new career. Oh, hope to be. Okay, I didn't know if you had if something if you had something. I do not have a job yet. If any of our listeners are looking for an in-house counsel, you know where to find me. 760-283-0846. Or you can just email the show. But the fact is I am uh I'm moving. I am packing up, moving 800 miles away. The best part for all of you, well, I'm still in the same time zone. So the show continues. On the, on the same, we're going to keep it on Mondays, and we're going to start with a, a pretty set schedule of time coming up soon. We'll, we'll, once Seth is out of busy season, we'll get to that. Uh, right now, we're working around the busy season. We do understand Seth's time is valuable, especially when he's in bed receiving Valentine's Day gifts. But other than that, we will find a suitable time for everybody. So uh, that is the big announcement from me. Seth's big announcement was an appendectomy. He wins. That's fine. <laughs> no problem with that. So let's move on to our next uh, Valentine's Day or lack of Valentine's Day, and that would be the Oakland Athletics and Kyler Murray. So Seth called me up. Well, I called Seth up on sun- Saturday of this week, and we were talking and talking and talking, or it was Sunday. We're talking, and then all of a sudden, Kyler Murray announces that he is giving the finger to the Oakland A's and taking his talents to the NFL. Hmm. I don't really know about that one. I mean, I can see the point in which if he's a first-round pick, he's going to make the same amount of money in the first year. He's also not going to ride a bus which he would in the minor leagues for Major League Baseball. To me, there's something to be said for making a commitment. And that's where I have a problem with this. So Kyler Murray signs a contract with the Oakland A's last year. And the Oakland A's say, yes, you can play one year with the, with the Oklahoma Sooners, and then you come back because that's what you want to do. And they, they allow that. Do you have a problem with what Kyler Murray is doing? I'm in an interesting situation on this because we just hired somebody in the middle of busy season due to the death of one of our employees. And three days before starting, she reneges and we, instead of starting immediately, she, she says I need two weeks, which is typical. And then she reneged on the acceptance yesterday and we are stuck shorthanded for busy season. Here's the, from a typical standpoint, I do this is such a weird anomaly in some ways, though. I mean, nobody anticipated that a 5'9 guy who had never started a college football game was going to win the Heisman and possibly the greatest season any quarterback has ever had. It was going to potentially be a top 10 to 15 pick where he could guarantee an additional $20 million of revenue. I mean, think about. Let's. Just, I mean, we're hearing, and we could be wrong, but we're hearing somewhere mid. I mean, mid first round for Kyle. Maybe the Dolphins at thirteen. Maybe the Redskins at fifteen. You know, maybe even New England at thirty. Who knows? There's not that many teams that are really stretching for quarterbacks, and with Denver, 
taking my beloved Joe Flacco is another one who's probably not going to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. It makes the Giants' position a lot hap- a lot easier to swallow. Um, so if he is drafted, hold on, hold on. If he is drafted 12th overall, now this is based on last year, so I don't have the full this year's uh, cap. But based on last year, and it's, it's generally a little bit more than this, he will earn $15 million. Over, over five four years. years? Over four years with a fifth, yes, four years. So he will earn $15 million over four years. So if I remember correctly, his Oakland contract, he had a $3.5 million, $4 million signing bonus. But I don't know the specifics of the deal other than that. I was but just I going to look that look that up. Uh, he was $5 million contract. $3.5 million with signing bonus. Yes, correct. So, so he makes more money. He makes more money, and he gets to do he, he gets to do what he wants to do professionally. I don't really have a problem with it. I find it unfortunate. I also think this is a. I also think this is an anomaly. I really do. So I'm assuming you. I'm assuming you don't see it the same way I do. Well, it's definitely an anomaly, but that doesn't mean that the person should go back on his word. I mean, I think that's where I'm coming out from. Yes, it's an anomaly. Yes, this is the way it has. It happens. But at some point, and yes, he paid back the signing bonus. I get that. But at some point, you just got to say, you know what? You signed a contract. This is a contract. I mean, you're 22 years old. I think part of the problem, he's not even 22. Part of the problem I have is that, is this basically allowing the person to get out of his responsibility? I mean, Seth, to your to your example, yes, you hired somebody. Yes, they, but you didn't give him money to do it. You no, didn't give him I did a, not. You didn't give him a signing bonus, right? You, you didn't then say, oh, by the way, go and work somewhere else for a year and then come back here, right? I mean, yes, no. there are special circumstances about the Heisman, but think about it this way. There are special circumstances that the A's allowed. They didn't have to let Kyler Murray even play one year at Oklahoma. Heisman Trophy be damned if he wanted that money. They could have said, you know what, this is the contract. You want the contract. And the thing about Major League Baseball, and I'm not sure I agree with this, but these are the rules. If you draft a Kyler Murray ninth overall and Kyler Murray does not sign with you, you get next year's ninth pick. I'm not sure you knew that. But you get the next year you get next year's ninth pick. Now, so the A's pick Kyler Murray with the ninth pick, they sign him to this, what you would say, strange agreement, and then he goes and does this and leaves them high and dry, they don't get that ninth pick this year because of this. So you left the team completely high and dry. You left the fan base completely high and dry, 
and you left the team with no number nine pick from last year after giving your word. That's where I have the biggest problem with it. If you, if you wanted to, in my opinion, do what Kyler Murray did, what if Kyler Murray had torn his ACL this year in football? I could tell you the ramifications of that. His baseball contract is still good. So to me, that's Oakland taking on all the risk and then getting screwed at the end. No, then. So yeah, I, so yeah, I got a problem. Then they probably shouldn't have allowed him to play. Of all sports, why would you let somebody play a sport as dangerous as football? Well, because you want the athlete, right? So he was either you're going to. The, you're getting the athlete anyway. No, because he may not have signed. He may not have signed a contract with Oakland had they not done this. Yeah. So yeah, he gave up the risk. Oakland took the risk, but with the risk also comes the reward, and they didn't get any of that. They got the risk and got screwed. Meanwhile, I'm throwing up and down a baseball in my apartment right now. So just letting you all know. So you think he should have been held to the baseball contract? 100%. If if nothing else, it should teach a person about a, a, a young man. I say that because he's half my age and half your age, coincidentally. It teaches a young man responsibility for his actions. He signed a contract, hold up your end of the bargain. You didn't want to hold up your end of the bargain, don't sign the contract again. This isn't Columbia Records when we were 12 years old and getting CDs. I got screwed it's up. a little that. bit bigger than that. Did you really? 12, 12 CDs for a penny? Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. But did you actually... How did you? How did you get screwed? I want to hear this. I'm trying to remember back. It was a pain in the ass to leave it once you were once I was in. Okay, well then you didn't have a lawyer. Well, your dad didn't take didn't take the umbrage that you or the way out. You, Seth Caymans, are not legally allowed to sign any contract at 12 years old. Yeah. So Columbia could could never hold you to a contract if you were 12. And all you needed to really do, for those people that are now looking at Columbia Records, which I'm not even sure exists anymore, uh, you have your parent call, and that's the end of that. <laughs> 12 CDs for a penny and never have to deal with it again. But the point is, we were 12. We weren't 19. We weren't, we weren't signing contracts in our own name. And I think that that's my biggest problem with this, is that he just doesn't take responsibility. And the A's don't keep his rights at all. So he goes back into the pool. So if somebody else wanted to pick him up this year, they certainly could do that and hope that Kyler Murray failed. And we'll talk more and more about the draft as it gets closer, which is at the end of May, at the end of April, at the end of April, with the Jets picking third and the Giants picking sixth. And my hope is that the Jets and the Giants come to some understanding. 
which involves a second-round pick. But I think that all really depends on how good Kyler Murray really is. Because while Dwayne Haskins is the number one, the presumptive number one quarterback, having a number two available doesn't hurt for those that can't get to Dwayne Haskins. So moving on to your favorite NFL player in Joe Flacco. What on God's green earth are the Denver Broncos doing? I have no idea. I so have those, that, those did not see yesterday Seth's favorite player, Joe Flacco, and the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show's number one quarterback for three or four years, and even more so, number one, number one in our stat sheets and certainly number one in our hearts. Uh, was traded to Denver yesterday, opening the door for Lamar Jackson to keep that job in Baltimore for a fourth-round pick, which is probably in the 110 range after compensatories will be all figured out. Meanwhile, they will probably release Case Keenum, having a $10 million cap hit for Keenum, and as part of the deal, there is no renegotiation of Joe Flacco's salary which means that's an $18 million salary. What is going on here? I mean, I I could quote Mel Brooks. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Because that seems like an asinine deal. Because Flacco, in my opinion, was going to be released. Flacco (laughs) was probably going to be released, but apparently – whether Baltimore played it in Eric DeCosta in his first move, uh, you know, kind of manipulated a situation where there were other people that were buying for Flacco's services or not. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Um, his QER over the last six years is 53. And the only, so the only people he starters he's, he's beaten – for Eli Manning, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, and Blake Bortles. I'm just taking this from ESPN. He's been a, so three. We all know three I, out of four of those guys. Three out of four of those guys should not have their job, and potentially four out of four should not have a job. No, Derek Carr should still have his job. Well, um, that was the three out of four. That was the one that. Okay. Figured it anyway, out. continue on. Flacco to me has been a. Has had one great four-game run seven years ago and has done nothing before or since. I've never really been unclear about my feelings on Flacco as a quarterback. He was an average at best. The stats have played it out. Now, to be fair, he's never had a great running game, never had a great really wide receivers either. But if I'm Denver, for a guy who is debatably the greatest quarterback of all time who's their GM, he's certainly not really a phenomenal evaluator, it seems like. You know, he to get Peyton Manning, well, you know, that's great. But drafted Tebow. I don't remember if he drafted Tebow or not. He may have just come in when Tebow was drafted already. But he drafted Osweiler. He drafted Paxton Lynch. He brought in Case Keenum. And if you're not going to draft a quarterback, if, if you don't – if there's nobody you really like, I don't know what you wanted Keenum to do. You lose Sanders, you lose Thomas, your, your other wideouts are all rookies. You have no offensive line. I don't know. I don't. I, 
I don't see it. Um, I don't well, think this. Wait, wait. Ladies and gentlemen, two things are going to have a $28 million salary cap for Joe Flacco, for all intents and purposes, because you're going to release Keenum. For for Joe Flacco. It's nuts. So Seth has never confused Joe Flacco. Seth has never confused Joe Flacco with Shane Flacco, or Falco at that point. No. (laughs) I think he believes they're both awful quarterbacks. And... You're right. They, they, but whatever elixir Ozzie Newsom has in Baltimore, Eric DaCosta just drank some. Because if that's your first trade, I don't know what you follow that up with. Because to get a fourth-round pick for a guy that you were, A, ultimately going to release, and, B, didn't have any cap charge on trading is phenomenal. I really can't wait for this guy's draft <laughs> after seeing that trade because that was – he just pulled that out of nowhere. And now the carousel begins. Where does Case Keenum go? And, and I'll tell you, there was a strange rumor that was floating around yesterday. Not sure how likely it is, but interesting nonetheless. So Kirk Cousins signs a contract in Minnesota a guaranteed contract for $84 million over three years. You know what the cap charge is if you cut them? I assume $28 million, but I'm not sure. No, actually the cap charge if you cut them is the full $60 million that's remaining. The cap charge right. if you so, trade okay. them is zero. The cap charge right. if you that's- trade them is zero. There's no cap charge because there's no signing bonus. It's a guaranteed salary. So the rumor, and granted, it's only a rumor, is Keenum goes back to Minnesota where he was so successful and has his old guy, Kevin Stepanski, as the, as the front office guy, as the offensive coordinator, and then Cousins gets traded on the open market to one of who knows how many places because Cousins doesn't have any wherewithal with this. It doesn't have any, any, uh, he can't dictate his terms. And if Minnesota could get Keenum back and trade Cousins for a second or a third round pick, not sure he's worth that much, but let's say he is to Cincinnati where they got their new quarter, uh, new head coach or even back to, <laughs> Back to Washington or to Miami (laughs) or to Jacksonville? How funny would that be if he got traded back to Washington? Like, I think I'd cry with how funny that would be. I think he'd cry because he would hate it, but I'd cry for how funny it would be. But that's that's the latest rumor is that he's on the trading block. And if you're Minnesota after what you saw last year, would you do that. Seth Kamen's now GM for the Minnesota Vikings. Would you contemplate this? Or would you keep the, the ball rolling with Cousins? I think I'd have to have a hell of a deal to trade Cousins at this point. Um, I find it hard to give up on a quarterback after one year. Unless the year is so catastrophic that there's no recovery from it. Um, 
the problem is if you're committing for two years, you're committing for three. Because no one's going to trade for him on a $28 million one-year deal. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be looking to trade him if I'm Minnesota. This is what I put together. This is a team I think can still win a Super Bowl despite as bad a year as they had. I'm, I'm okay with it. I would, I would not be looking to trade back for him. For Keenum. And I'll be honest, I haven't heard that either. See, and if I were Minnesota, I'd be looking to make this deal. 100% out of 100%. And the reasoning is simple. If I can get an extra second-round pick out of this, trade and not have, not have a salary cap hit, and get Case Keenum or any reliable quarterback for $10 million, dude, I'd just say $20 million and got a second-round pick. That sounds awesome. That's I'm, awesome curious to to I'm curious who's going to offer a second round pick for Cousins. I don't okay. see it. I, 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 see, I see your point. Maybe a second's a little high, maybe a third. But if you can get a fourth for Joe Flacco? Yeah, I get the point. I get your point. And remember, Flacco's only on a one-year deal. I believe. No, he's on. No, I'm no, sorry. No, he's, he's got three years. years left. He's got three years. None of them guaranteed. None yeah, of them guaranteed. guaranteed. The difference. The difference is that Cousins has guaranteed money of two years and sixty or fifty-eight million dollars. So. Okay, so spring training start. Well, pitchers and catchers reported this week. Seth, are you excited for your New York Yankees, or do you not care yet? Don't care yet. I mean, let's, you let's care, be honest. Do you care where the two got? Well, do you care that baseball spring training has started and there's still such a flux of free agents? That I find extraordinarily interesting. And when the Yankees walk away with Machado and Harper, then I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and $500 million paid. The Yankees are you know, it, it 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 wouldn't okay, so let me let me be frank. That would very much surprise me. I think it uh, would yeah. surprise you too. Yes. If they signed both of them. I think it would be surprising if they signed one of them. Either one. I do too. Machado Machado more likely than Harper. But if you if you notice, it's interesting because the first team that I thought was going to sign Bryce Harper came in with an offer this week, which was the San Francisco Giants. And they offered him a shorter-term deal, which he turned down. More money, shorter term. But I don't know who's this mystery team that's going to give up $300 million to these guys anymore. I don't care how long it takes. And with pitchers and catchers reporting this week, I'd be interested to see if how much longer they're going to stay out because it's been shown other than there was one player last year that really lit it up when he came in. I don't remember who, Oh, Mike Moustakis. Other than Mike Moustakis, players that missed spring training don't start off well. No, there's a re there's a reason this spring training for baseball to begin with. And yes, there is, a yes, there is 
training round the cor- round the clock, round the year, uh, throughout all the months of the of, of the calendar year now. But that doesn't mean you're getting live practice. And I think that you're going to see if these two guys are not practice. in spring training. We're talking about practice. Yes, Alan, we're talking about practice. If they don't get the right amount of training in spring training, right around training and practice in spring training, I think you're going to have slow starts. If you have slow starts with a 28 to $30 million contract, then wait for the fans. Then see what they're going to do because they ain't going to be too happy about it. Okay, we got about uh, seven minutes left. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to take a little bit longer today. Um, this has been an interesting year for me. Professionally, personally, have had uh, three friends pass away in the last year, last 12 months. Um, Joe Alexander, Doug Knight, Jimmy Romano. And Jimmy passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, he was struggling with some demons. And unfortunately, he, uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't fight them off. And it takes you by surprise when you're 42 years old and you have your friends passing away in front of you. And you don't see them anymore. Which makes it all the more important that when you have opportunities to go do things, you go do them. One of which is moving away, one of which is starting a new career and a new life in a different city. And that is not to say at all that I will not miss New York, that I will not miss my friends, that I will not miss my family that are here. The best part about me in my opinion, and that's not to sound selfish or conceited, is that I don't lose touch with many people if I want to, if I don't want it. And so while I'm moving away, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm moving on. Um, there'll be visits back here. I still got two more weeks here. Uh, for those that are in the area that listen, uh, next week there'll be a get-together. It will be announced uh, on the Facebook page if you'd like to come by. And uh, seven and a half years, it's, it's been a great run. It really has. And my buddy Seth has done a, a great job of helping me out while I've been here. And uh, I'm looking, quite frankly, Seth, at the duffery bags that I brought home the alcohol from, from your wedding, all those little small bags. <laughs> Yeah. They're all packed with the alcohol, ready to go in the car. <laughs> are these the blue bags? These are the blue, the blue and the black bags. Yeah, the small little two 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 thing bags. So uh, they're all packed up and and ready to go. So uh, I still got two weeks here in New York. Two weeks from today, actually, is my last day uh, in this apartment. And uh, so. Call in next week, 760-283-0846. We'll, we'll have it probably around 6 or 7 o'clock next week, a little bit after work. But uh, we do, uh, both Seth and I do appreciate you guys every single time you listen in. And a happy Valentine's Day to all the sweethearts out there, of which I don't have one. So uh, I'm a little jealous of you guys. Seth, on you. And your beer, map, hat, something or another. If you want to be... Uh, Sean's 
Valentine's Day sweetheart to convince him to stay in New York the next. You have two weeks to do it, so I wish you the best of luck. Um, please feel free to call the show on day 760-283-0846. Now, I mean, it's funny. My wife, who's had an interesting relationship with Sean over the years, I think that's a fair way to put it, uh, you know, never really believed he was going. Uh, I actually, to my credit, I thought when we had talked a couple months ago, I kind of thought this was it. And, you know, I, I didn't, I never assumed you were going to stay here for three or four years, let alone seven or eight. And since I'm, since I'll, you know, I'm no longer in the city, you know, and I have a wife and kids, I'd be a little hypocritical uh, to, to have yes. an expectation more than that. <laughs> no, I know. And I haven't. Uh, but, yeah. You know, I'm ha- I'm sad, but I'm happy for you, and hopefully you do come back. You know, I know your, you know your, you know your your nephews and nieces, who are the most important people really in the world to you, are in the are in are 45 minutes west of the city, or east of the city. I'll be a half hour away. Um, so we hope I hope to see you. You know, hopefully you still do you hold to your word and come up every couple months or so. Um, you'll be missed greatly, as you know, and uh. I'm sure I will. I will write. I will whack something poetic for before for the one before <laughs> you leave. Wow, I sound like an 18th wax. century uh, poet. Wax poetic. You're it's not actually wax. It's not a literal thing. It's not literal. <laughs> when you write something, God damn it. So, um, what was I going to say? All right. So, a couple interesting sports things that I'm going to touch on since we have two minutes. Number one. Congratulations to Chris Clemens. Now, most of you don't know Chris Clemens. He's probably not even the best-known Chris Clemens. Our guy last name Clemens is Abby Clarence, who played with Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. But, number one, he played uh, – he is a guard for Campbell University who passed Oscar Robertson and Danny Manning last night in career points with 48. Uh, 48 last night, 3,000 over his career. So he's in eighth place. Hopefully his team will make the will make the tournament this year so we will get to see him. And he can deserve some of the yeah. some of the nationwide credit he's he's earned. Uh number two. So there was a, a a store in Colorado which stopped selling Nike. Yep. When uh when Colin Kaepernick took the knee and Nike backed them. And they had the clothes because well that's usually what people buy at sports stores. So if you're going to lose your biggest, and he says, you know what, I'd have done the same thing. And I can just say, I'm glad you're, I'm not your accountant trying to receive, trying to get a payment from you. If that's the business you that you 15 have. 15 seconds. I know. I wish you the best with it. Great week for Maryland. Two top, two top, a uh, couple top recruits from Florida state and beating Purdue at home. Let's go beat big blue next on Monday. Uh, in, in hoops. See you all next week. Bye, everybody.